Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Big Lee's World's Podcast. It is I, your host, Big Lee, coming to you once again live right here at the Boom Boom Room right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And tonight, I'm going to be talking about the adventure I just came back from. Uh, That was to Indianapolis, Indiana for the GCW Collective Weekend. So, for those of you that know, right now we're in a pandemic of sorts, the whole COVID-19 and the whole country shutting down and slowly reopening back up. So this was one of the first real big endeavors, getting back out there on the road and uh, traveling, making the towns, I guess you could call it. Uh, It's a pretty big weekend, so I was excited to get back on the road. Kind of nervous. Like I said, we are still in the middle of a pandemic, and everyone's trying to make things work and try to get as much to normal as possible. So overall... Uh, it was one of those things to where it's like, you know, you're going to take a risk, but is the risk worth the reward? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So yeah, needless to say, The Collective, for those of you that don't know, was a three-day wrestling extravaganza hosting 12 events at the Marion County Fairgrounds in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was full of wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, you definitely want to make it to The Collective you know, hopefully there'll be another one in 2021. Like I said, it's 12 events over three days. So you get your plethora of wrestling. All different types, make models, things of that nature is represented there. And uh, it was my first collective going to. Originally, it was supposed to be in April before the uh, pandemic happened. And it's going to be down in Florida. And however, we were going to have to originally miss that one because we were going to Chicago to go see Kill Switch and Gage. But that didn't happen either since the world shut down. So needless to say, uh, it kind of lucked out in our favor that the collective not only got moved to October, it got moved significantly closer than Florida because Indy is about five and a half hours one way and four and a half back due to the time change. So... Overall, not too bad of a drive. A lot of road work on 57 and 70 to get there. And uh, that's kind of where this all starts at. Like I said, this was the first endeavor out after the whole pandemic started. And uh, definitely the first time I've stayed in a hotel since then. Um, I left on a Thursday night just to kind of beat traffic and not be rushed Friday. So I drove from Cape Girardeau, Missouri to Terre Haute, Indiana to stay at the Pear Tree Inn there right off the interstate. And... uh, It was definitely an experience. Like I said, first time being back in a hotel since the whole pandemic started. I wasn't really too uh, familiar with the process there between having to be let in the door and there was a lot lot of restricted contact there. Restricted contact, yeah. I think I said that right. Anyways, uh, so that was was pretty, uh, pretty well a different experience then what I was used to so but we made it through there got into the hotel first thing I initially noticed is that um the tv remote for the hotel is uh in a bag and apparently they desanitize and bag up the remote to the tv before each person gets there which I thought was pretty interesting because everyone knows the most disgusting vile thing in a hotel room is the tv remote so just to see something like that where it's actually clean sanitized and ready for your your use and it's protected so i thought that was kind of cool but uh, i was still kind of strange definitely the first thing i did though after i got in there was i did still lice all the room down because i am kind of nervous still about the whole virus situation 
And I know they say that it's sanitized, but I don't always trust people. So I definitely want to make sure that I can do on my end what needed to be done to uh, keep it protected for the night there. And overall, it was a good hotel stay. Fairly decent price, last minute hotel booking. Gas station next door. Pretty cool people there. So I definitely, if you're traveling and you end up your in Terre Haute, Indiana, highly recommend the Pear Tree in there right off the interstate. Probably one of the best hotels I've stayed at in Terre Haute. And considering I've only stayed at two, that one and the one that was next door to the jury, I would definitely recommend the Pear Tree over it just because of the value. The only complaint I had is that when I did purchase it, it did come with a free hotel breakfast. So I am used to, like most people, and they say the hotel breakfast you know, they're expecting a sausage, biscuit, bacon, eggs, gravy, cereal, all the hot breakfast essentials. Well, that morning I woke up to go down there, and there was none of that. It's literally fruit, yogurt, bagel, muffin, or a cup of water, coffee, or orange juice. And, uh, yeah, that was a little bit of difference because I do enjoy my orange juice, so I was definitely looking forward to uh, sitting there and drinking a couple cups of orange juice before getting on the road. But it was definitely a one and go back to the room. So that would probably be the only downfall. But hey, we're living in COVID times. So, you know, just lucky to be able to find a reasonably priced hotel that was uh, fairly sanitized and cleaned. And like I said, overall pluses and minuses, I definitely recommend the Pear Tree Inn. But with that being said, that took us to Friday morning, the first day of the collective. So luckily, uh, like I said, I drove to Terre Haute the night before. So from Terre Haute to the venue was probably about probably about an hour and a half. So overall, not too bad of a drive out there for that first uh, for that first night. And uh, we got there just about in time, well, about 15 minutes before the first uh, event. GCW's uh, Jimmy Lloyd Presents Degeneration F, I believe it was called. So uh, we made it for the first show. Uh, the show itself was really good. A lot of young up-and-comers on that show. I, I popped pretty hard or had a solid reaction because uh, the first guy out was uh, a guy named Alex Ocean, who I've been wanting to see live for a really long time. And I was glad to get to see him live. And uh, I was surprised that he was going to be there because I didn't know he was going to be there. So just being able to finally see him live as a surprise was totally awesome to me. So, I, like I said, I, that made that made the first match out made the night. So, uh, overall, like I said, the event was really good. Main event was Atticus Kogar, 440 versus Kobe Carino, son of Steve Carino of ECW fame. Uh, in a death match. So anybody that's listened to this or knows me knows there's not a better wrestling to me than a good old death match. And let me tell you, Atticus Kogar and Colby Carino put on a great death match. So uh, definitely make sure to go to Fight TV and uh, check out that replay of that event. Otherwise, it's a really good event. After the event, I did get to uh, meet Atticus Kogar, which I was really excited for because uh, he's the last member of 440 I hadn't met. And I'm a real big fan. Great up-and-coming talent. Dude's got a bright future ahead of him. Super nice. You know, just kind of as a little bit of a, a teaser special. We may or may not have uh, mentioned to him about uh, coming to a certain wrestling promotion in Southern Illinois in 2021. We may have had a talk or two. Who knows? You know, only time will tell about that. 
So it was a good talk with him. Super nice guy. You know, picked up a t-shirt, got a pic with him. Uh, it ended up being a funny endeavor getting a picture with him because uh, anybody knows that the best deathmatch photo to get is the photo you get with a talent when they're all still bloody and all that. So uh, I was able to get one of those. And uh, interesting enough, you know, the whole mass pandemic and the mask you know controversy and all this stuff and uh Atticus didn't have a mask on he just wrestled I took my mask off so I could take a picture because I didn't want the mask in the picture you know my personal choice you know his choice he's doing what he's doing I'm doing what I'm doing you know all good and uh apparently some random girl uh retweeted my photo and uh started complaining that uh we had took a photo with a mask off and we shouldn't have done that in a pandemic because it was bloody. And uh, I, I think it was funny because, uh, one, I don't think that um, that mask is going to stop blood. But two, uh, I don't know. I think it's one of those things. It's like while, you know, the risk of taking the mask off, taking the picture and putting the mask back on, there is some risk. But I don't really think that uh, in the grand scheme of things, that's going to that's gonna matter too much. But nonetheless, uh, got to meet Atticus. Like I said, super nice guy. Uh, bright future ahead of him. Hopefully, we'll get to see him somewhere around here pretty soon. Hopefully. And then afterwards, just walking around uh, Killing Time till the next event. Uh, I did get to meet Alex Ocean, who I just talked about a few moments ago. It's another super nice guy. Uh, very friendly. Told him how big of a fan I was. Super nice. Once again, may or may not have mentioned to him something about coming to a uh, certain uh, wrestling company in Anna Fight Underground in 2021. May have put that out there. Who knows? Only time will tell. But nonetheless, afterwards, after that, we just kind of hung out for a little bit and got ready for the uh, next show, which was uh, SUP, Southern Underground Pro. Southern Underground Pro, if I can say that right, out of Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I got to watch a show. It was, it was a really good show. A lot of uh, talent on there that may have not had gotten uh, the chance to uh, be on some of the other shows. So it was good to see them. Uh, they had Brett Ison on the show. Anybody knows me, know Killer Be Killed. Big Brett Ison fan. So definitely glad to get to see him on there. You know, Righteous Jesse put out, you know, a great show as far as on the mic and stuff like that. So always good to see him. Overall, it was a good show. However, I did miss the uh, main event because I did leave to go. Uh, <laughs> after Brett Ison's match, I did leave to go uh, check into the hotel because it was still a little bit of a drive in. I knew the night was going to go late and I didn't want to try to check in the hotel at extremely late night. So I went ahead and left. And I uh, checked into the hotel, checked into the Marriott there in Indiana. And uh, oh, I did hear, see some of the reviews of the main event. Uh, it was good. I don't want to give out any spoilers because it hasn't been that long. But definitely make sure you go to Fight TV and check out that Southern Underground Pro uh, replay. And then, um, like I said, we went to the hotel, got a little bit of rest, check in, got ready to go back to the venue because AIW... Thunder in Indianapolis, I believe is what it was called. But uh, definitely a good, another good show. I would say all the shows this weekend I got to see were really good. Uh, it was great getting to go to my first AIW show. Uh, they had a barbed wire match. I hadn't seen a barbed wire match since 2011 in Paragould, Arkansas. Adrian Banks versus James Arnaz. And then, uh, like I said, that was the last one I had seen live until then. And it's always good to see the second gear crew. Uh you know, Matthew Justice was in that barbed wire match. Unfortunately, he got the L that night. 
which was kind of sad. But hey, overall, it was a good match. Uh, overall, good card at AIW. Like I said, first time getting to see them live. Definitely want to check out another show of those. So once again, if you did not get a chance to see that show, uh, go to the Fight TV and check out the replay there. And then the last show of the Friday night is uh, GCW's uh, For the Culture presented by AJ Gray. This show uh, this show had a lot of great potential on it, a lot of great talent. Uh, definitely good to see AJ Gray get a solid message out there to everyone. He put together a great card. Uh, I wanted to go to the show to support it. You know, There's no death matches on the show, so honestly, uh, going into it, I was just like, I want to be here to support the show. You know, I don't know really what to expect because it's not really my cup of tea of non-deathmatch wrestling. Anyways, I really enjoyed the show. It's great talent, top to bottom. I got to see Faye Jackson live finally, so uh, Creep Squad, I guess you could say. Definitely glad to get to see her live. Uh, that show went late. I think the show ended around like 2.30, and uh, I got to meet Faye Jackson afterwards outside at the gimmick table. I got to talk to her for a minute, so that was really cool. And like I said, overall, super cool show. AR Fox versus Two Cold Scorpio was just uh, just a match and a half. Like, definitely make sure you go to Fight TV and pick up that uh, replay of that. Once again, after that, like I said, we ended up leaving the venue probably almost three o'clock, getting back to the hotel about three thirty, jump in the shower, get into bed, and try to get some rest for the next day. And uh, that was one of the things, like one of the habits I definitely wanted to make sure I got into. I don't know if it really helps against the coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it. But uh, it was automatically, uh, as soon as I got into the hotel, hurry up, jump into the burning hot shower. And then I go to bed and as soon as I get up, take another burning hot shower to try to. Anything, if I sweat it out of me during the night, uh, get in there and take another hot shower, try to burn it out of me. So hopefully that helped and anybody traveling or worried about it, you know, that would be my advice. If you go out, you come back in, burning hot shower, sleep, get up the next morning, take another burning hot shower before you leave. And hopefully that will help you out in your endeavors. So Saturday morning, uh, I overslept for the first show, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Uh, I thought the show started at noon. Apparently the show started at 11. I woke up at 10.30, thought I had time, found out that it started at 11 and not 12. So at that point, I was like, well, I'm not going to make it. So I ended up uh, just going to get breakfast, and I made it right as the end of the show as everyone letting out. So uh, from what I heard and uh, the clips I've got to see of the show, it looks like it was another great show. So like I said, you know, if you missed that replay, or you missed it live, go get the replay on Fight TV. Uh, definitely be worth it. Uh, like I said, some of the matches I have got to see on there, the time I've got to take to watch it. It was really good, so definitely make sure you go out and support that. Then the uh, next show up after that was Glory Pro Show. Uh, it had a name, but I forgot what it is. I think it was something like Ari Wrestling Son. Uh, so this show, I, it, it's kind of hard to explain, like, it is kind of a local promotion for us here in Missouri. You know, it runs out of St. Louis, about two hours north of Cape Girardeau. However, uh, I, I don't know, it kind of mixed emotions about that. You know, good close friend, uh, KLD, used to be in the office there. And uh, he's no longer a part of it, so I don't quite know how I necessarily feel about it. So it felt kind of weird being at the uh, Glory Pro Show without him. 
So, needless to say, you know, I was open to give it a shot, and uh, we went, and uh, it was a pretty solid show. You know, definitely had our fun there. I really enjoyed the uh, bull rope match between uh, Manders and uh, Jake something. That was definitely probably the big takeaway for me from that show. So, you know, uh, it, it definitely seems weird, different, you know, going to a Glory Pro show and knowing that he's no longer a part of it. So, uh, it'll take something to get used to. And, uh, you know, we hopefully get to see uh, KLD in some form or fashion pretty soon. So, uh, like I said, definitely, uh, definitely a different experience to say the least. And with that being said, we move to one of the bigger shows of the weekend, probably the biggest show of the week, uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break. And, uh, yeah, about five hours, if I remember right. And uh, if you felt every minute of it. Oh, it was a good show. Uh, you know, the big battle role they have. Um, the RSP Open Challenge that ended up Orange Cassidy coming out for. A lot of great matches, so make sure you definitely check that out on the Fight TV replay. For me... The big highlight of that show was uh, being able to see Tremont, Matt Tremont's final GCW match, with that being a death match against Alex Colon. Uh, anybody that knows me, like I said earlier, you know, big death match fan. Matt Tremont is a true legend and icon of death match wrestling. Who's on his uh, separate way, separate ways retirement tour. That's a mouthful to say. Anyways. Uh, definitely an honor to be there big fan you know anybody knows knows like there's a picture of me and a bloody matt tremont from the southern sickness show uh that was down in memphis last year as my phone background like i'm a huge matt tremont fan and uh i hate to see him go but you know we all know how the business goes and he's been a warrior all these years and the wear and tear on his body like he's earned and deserves some time off it's just one of those things you hate to see him go. And uh, definitely make sure, like I said, for that match alone, make sure you get that replay and uh, get that uh, get that last GCW match of Matt Tremont. And uh, it's okay to cry because I wanted to cry during it as well, and especially at the end. You know, I do wish they would have gave him a microphone and kind of gave him the floor to say a goodbye. And, you know, I thought it was really disrespectful all the people that left after the battle royal or did not wait for him to talk or address them they just really disrespected him the fans did so that's definitely a, something that bothers me but uh you know that's on them after the show probably another big highlight two big highlights of this is uh one one of the things i wanted to do this with that whole weekend was somehow figure out a way of how i could get the group uh photo op of the hill faction the 440 and uh, I walked out after that show, and uh, they were all out there at the gimmick table, and they were much obliged to take a photo with us, and uh, that was definitely a big highlight for me. Uh, and, um, there are bad characters in the wrestling, but they're some of the nicest guys that you can meet, so definitely make sure you hit up, uh, I believe it's 440merch.com, pick up some 440 gear, make sure you uh, show them some love and uh, you know help support them entertaining us. So, after that, I uh, just kind of wandered around a little bit, kind of talked to some of the people. Uh, I met uh, 
Hunter Brooks from Twitter. Uh, she's a big wrestling fan and uh, follow her, each other on Twitter. And I got to meet her in person. So that was super cool. Very nice lady. Uh, you know, hopefully to get to see her again. And hopefully she's doing well. And uh, after that, ran over to a table. Well, I shouldn't say ran over. Just kind of moseyed over to a table where this giant title belt was. And apparently there's a company. I believe it's in Alabama called New South Pro Wrestling. And uh, there should be a picture of this on the Twitter at Big Lee 756 But there's a picture of me holding this giant, humongous belt. Like, their championship. Like, I'm a pretty big boy. And this belt almost engulfed me. So, definitely make sure you check that out. That was just crazy. And uh, met some cool fans out there. Met Lisa Marcus and uh, Kung Fu Janela and Cabana Man Dan out there talking with them for a little bit. So that was a super cool experience. Uh, about that time, it was about time for Freelance to start. And uh, I was really excited for the Freelance show because I wanted to see Craig Mitchell. I'd never got to see Craig Mitchell live. And uh, unfortunately, he was not on the show. He had gotten replaced by Cole Roderick. So that uh, made me a little sad. But uh, I got to catch a little bit of the show. But at that time, like I was just beat and ready to go home, eat, and go to bed. So left there, went to the hotel, took another shower, got something to eat. Luckily, I had packed food because I had no idea how the food service would be there. And plus, I'm cheap. So, you know, pack your food for the weekend and eat there at the hotel instead of going out and spending atrocious amounts of money. So, nonetheless, I did that hot shower, like I said. Tried to burn out anything that I'd been around and then went to bed. Got up the next morning, decent time. Made it back to the venue for Black Label Pros, Threat Level New. And uh, pretty excited about this show. Uh, I don't think I'd ever been to a single Black Label Pro show. Uh, the only one I had been to was uh, the uh, one that they had did together with GCW, the Two Cup Stuffed, which was a fun show. But just to be at a uh, full, uh, full Black Label Pro show was a pretty cool experience. Uh, overall, another great show. Mikey always puts on great shows with his company there. Uh, they did run into some issues with their top their top names for from the former WWE guys uh, ended up getting pulled, or their agents screwed them over basically, which in my which to myself doesn't make too much sense because I feel like an individual like just as a decent human being like I get that you know you had an agent but and all this stuff and the agent said this and that. But if it's like two days before the show, like these talents like Heath Slater and Carlito and Chris Masters and the, I forgot the other guy's name. I think he's one of the guys from that was in the primetime players. But anyways, those guys got pulled because they had this agent, Alex Mack, who apparently is just a con in a cluster. But neither, needless to say, I have a problem with the talent itself because like this talent was putting over the show the days ahead. And now, magically, their agent's like, oh, well, they're not coming. Well, you mean to tell me, like, if you've got plane tickets bought, P.O.'s paid, deposits paid, and you're going to tell me now that, like, even though the agent don't want you to do it and you've been advertising the, to advertising the show, that you can't make it when, like, a day or two before you're promoting that show on Twitter that you're going to be there and now, magically, you're not. I, I kind of got a problem with that, you know. That, to me, is shysty business on the wrestler's behalf, and uh, one, if I was the wrestler, I would have fired the agent, and two, you know, I'd have to really do some self-evaluation there to see, you know, why I couldn't follow up on my commitment. 
The only one I'd seen that put out an actual statement as far as like what anything about them not going to be there was Heath Slater saying, you know, things happen. And I, I don't know, that kind of bothered me as well because, yeah, things happen, but I think you could have stuck to your word. You know, there's an airport right there. You'd already had planned, a ticket already booked to fly in. So you're going to tell me that you can't just fly in already and do the job and leave? I, I don't know. That just, that really, that really bothered me. So, but hey, that's the wrestling business. You know, I could tell you personally that, you know, according to the booking meetings, if any four of those guys come up in a uh, meeting as far as like to bring into Southern Illinois to the Anafight Underground, I'm going to be a hard veto not to do business with any four of those guys just because of the fact that uh, I see that they can't honor their own word even though, you know, what are they doing on a Sunday afternoon that they can't fly into Indianapolis on a pre-purchase flight and make money? I don't know. Like I said, I blame the agent and I blame uh, the wrestlers themselves, but... Not to get off on a negative note there, but, you know, overall, the rest of the, the show was really good. Like, that's the big takeaway from this. Like, the show did not need the four former WWE guys. Like, the show was just great by itself. You know, shout out to Mikey for putting on a great show and overcoming those obstacles. I am still kind of a little salty about uh, Mikey not taking that photo with me and missing out the second time in a row. Uh, missing out on getting that photo op with Mikey. I think he's ducking and dodging me for some reason. I'm beginning to think he just don't like me. But needless to say, go check out that show if you missed it as well on Fight TV. Uh, after that, I uh, just kind of wandered around the uh, the little area there. I did leave after, after that, after just kind of walking around for a bit because uh, somebody tried to uh, block my car in. And I finally seen an opening to move it. So uh, I did get to move it. I went to the gas station, got some Godfather's Pizza, got a Fago. Because everybody knows you got to have a cold Fago when you go to the wrestling matches. Just like the ICP, the whoop whoop, the clowns. Got to drink our Fago. Got to stay hydrated. Uh, after did that, came back. Next event was the Shimmer Show. Uh, I don't know too much about Shimmer, to be honest with you. Uh, like I said, I'm more of a deathmatch guy. I did catch some of it. I catch the uh, mat, the tag match with Allison K and Marty Bell. Uh, anybody knows me knows I'm a huge Allison K fan. So I definitely wanted to make sure I was in there for that. And uh, probably the only regret I have of the weekend uh, was not getting a chance to uh, meet Allison Kay just because I think I was too nervous. Every time like, I would start to walk over to the gimmick table, I just kind of back away. I was like, eh, no, 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 I don't want to go talk to her just yet. I don't want to talk to her just yet. So um, that was probably the biggest regret, being too nervous to meet Allison Kay. So like I said, uh, I didn't catch much of the show. I catch that match. I want to just kind of sit outside where it was cool and relax, and uh, that is where I met one of the probably most interesting characters of the weekend, met Hank Hogan. So for those of y'all that don't know, Hank Hogan is another Hulk Hogan impersonator and is quite an interesting character. I had met him while I was sitting outside because he uh, basically had been kicked out of the Shimmer event because he would not wear a mask. Uh, that was the policy for the weekend. Everybody had to wear a mask inside the building. You know, they were strictly enforcing that. And uh, apparently he said he couldn't breathe or whatever. So he came set outside. So uh, another good friend of mine, Chris Slammer, I had sent him a Snapchat of this guy. Just shocked and awe that there is somebody else that wants to impersonate Hulk Hogan. 
And what a surprise. One Hulk Hogan impersonator knows another one. So uh, I went and asked him. I was like, hey, you know, Slammer said that you're Hank. You know, he says hi. So apparently we forged a bond outside talking during the Shimmer event to Hank Hogan. And uh, yeah, it was a trip to say the least. Uh, He asked me to go in and find his wife because he couldn't go in because he didn't have the mask. Went in, found it. And he was so appreciative of it, he gave me an autographed photo of Hank Hogan. That's right, you heard that right. He carried photos of him, and he signed an autographed Hank Hogan photo. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what I did with it. It's somewhere here in the apartment, or I threw it away. I think I kept it somewhere. So, if you're interested in an autographed picture of Hank Hogan, just let me know. I have it somewhere. I just don't know where. But, needless to say... Apparently, he did cause some controversy that during that show, and then all that happened. And uh, after the show, he was outside selling his gimmick photos and photos with him and his uh, belts that he had. I don't know if he ever actually sold any, but he was out there hustling pretty hard. So, uh, yeah, old Hank Hogan, definitely probably the most interesting character of the weekend. And, uh, well, after that, just kind of another one of those things, just... uh, Kind of hung out, walked around, got ready, got back in line for the the next big event of the weekend. And that was uh, Josh Barnett Presents Bloodsport. So for those of you that don't know, Bloodsport is kind of one of those shows where it ends by either they take the ropes down and it's like tap out or knock out only, ref stoppage. So uh, it's definitely a different event of the weekend. Uh, it's pretty cool to see live. Uh, you know, the big news coming out of it is AEW World Champion uh, John Moxley was there taking on the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson in a barn burner of a match. Uh, personally, I was really excited to see the uh, Homicide match. Anybody knows knows I'm a huge Homicide fan, so getting to see him in that kind of environment was really cool. So definitely recommend that. And then uh, I finally got to see Lindsay Snow live. Which was absolutely amazing. And uh, she was super cool outside after the show. Uh, she came out quickly and took a couple photos with us before she went back in. So super cool that she won the uh, women's tournament tournament that night. The women's tournament, if I can say it right. So that was really cool. Glad to finally get to see her live. And then, um, like I said, overall it was a cool event. Make sure to check it out on Fight TV. And then um, we finally make it to the last event of the weekend. A company out of, uh, I guess it's Louisville, Indiana area, like Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana, whatever. I don't know what part of Indiana you call that, but uh, it's called Paradigm Pro Wrestling. And uh, honestly, it probably had some of the best matches of the card to me, just for the fact of like it held more of my interest. Definitely the top two matches on that card was the Clockwork Orange match with... uh, Matthew Justice, my mind went blank there for a second, with Matthew Justice, and uh, I forgot the other guy, one of the local guys there, so that was a pretty intense match, and then uh, the big six-man, the uh, Rejects versus uh, Juicy Jimmy, uh, and two other guys that I forgot who they were, I mean, no offense to them, but it's also like one in the morning when we're seeing them wrestle, so, but that was a killer match, you know, once again, everybody knows I'm a big fan of the Rejects. Big John Wayne, Murdoch fan, Big Reed Bentley fan. And uh, like I said, just it was a great match. Probably one of the top matches for me that weekend. And uh, that show probably got out around like 2 in the morning. So um, that ended the collective show. 
went home or went back to the hotel, hot shower, you know, went to bed, got some rest and got up and drove straight back to Cape the next morning. You know, big shout out to my car. You know, it's been through a lot, Reese, this year with hitting the deer and everything. But overall, you know, it, it made it from Indianapolis to keep Gerardo on one tank of gas. So definitely shout out to that. Uh, overall, the event itself was super cool. Uh, like I said, I got to meet some cool people. I got to meet Hunter Brooke, which was super cool. I finally got to meet uh, Tiffany from Little Rock. Uh, she has a blog and she has a uh, she has a merch site that she's selling. So make sure to go look her up on Twitter and uh, give her a follow. Check out all the great stuff that she's got going on. Uh, I got to meet a couple other people out of Kansas City. Got to meet some people out of Chicago, New Orleans. So great meeting them. I got to speak to a good friend of mine, Bucky. Always good to see him. Talk the world of deathmatch wrestling with him. Hang out with him for a little bit. Uh, that was always super cool. Overall, like I said, super cool event. Uh, definitely recommend people doing it. Uh, like I said, just make sure since you missed it, if you, you've missed the event now, if you're listening to this, hearing about it. <laughs> so make sure you go to Fight TV and get that replay of the event. And then... Um, like I said, check it out. Enjoy it. It's a lot of wrestling. So if you're listening and you're a big wrestling fan, you'll definitely find something on there in the collective weekend that you like. Now, with that being said, you know, we'll address some of the other stuff that's been talked about from the collective and my personal thoughts. Uh, the first big thing is, you know, there was a couple of uh, COVID tests that came out of this positive. It's one of those things, honestly, just to put it out there, like everybody's wanting to put heat on the collective for this. I don't personally believe that they have a uh, real responsibility for that just because you can't guarantee that that's where the COVID came from. You know, there was a lot of people that traveled. There's a lot of people that, you know, stayed at ho multiple hotels, went out to eat, things of that nature. You could have got it anywhere. And uh, I, I think that, you know, Brett and the GCW crew are catching a lot of heat over that. And I think it's unnecessary heat. Uh, everybody knew the risk that they were taking when they went out there for that. So I don't see how everybody can get so worked up about this. Uh, I think there's a thing of self-responsibility you got to take, you know, take your precautions. You know, like I said, I Lysoled the hotel room as soon as I got into each one that I stayed at. So I wanted to do that on my protection. And then, like I said, I hand, hand sanitized, uh, quite often throughout the day, carried multiple bottles of hand sanitizer with me. Uh, like I said, hot shower as soon as I got in from the hotel, or as soon as I got in from the show to the hotel, and you know, hot shower, sweated out, got the next morning, took another hot shower to kind of help burn out. Like personally, in my mind, I felt like that helped. I don't know if it really did or not, but personally, like it could have been just a placebo effect. But it felt good to me that you know. I felt like I was doing the right thing with it. And then, uh, you know, heavy dosage of vitamin C, uh, trying to keep that in me. Anything to kind of like help build the immune system, keep it going. You know, kind of just be hesitant, kind of watch what you do, kind of think twice before you do certain things. So I definitely think that, you know, that helped. So uh, I feel like personally, you know, Brett and the GCW crew and all the people working there that weekend, like I felt like they did, you know, all that could be expected of them to do to provide a safe environment for them and for the fans like you know it was in a building they had big garage doors with air circulating so great circulation in the building did it get hot in there yes but at the same time you know they had airflow to kind of filter the air through each door so i feel like they done everything on their end and anybody giving them heat over what happened is just purely you know someone looking for someone else to blame for the choices they made 
or for the choices that others made. And they just need to take self-responsibility that they knew what they were getting into. You know, we all knew the risk. And, you know, hopefully everybody comes out okay on this. You know, so anybody that did get affected by this, you know, I send positive vibes and, you know, positive thoughts to them. Hopefully you get well soon. Hopefully it's asymptomatic, you know, what is it, asymptomatic. So hopefully you're not experiencing any symptoms or anything like that. So just make sure you take care of yourself, take care of each other. Uh, I, guess, I feel like someone else says that, but I don't remember who it is. Anyways, uh, I'm going to wrap this up here. Uh, overall, like I said, the collective was a great time. Thanks to Brett and the GCW crew for putting it on. I definitely look forward to doing going to another one next year if there is one. And uh, thanks for listening to this. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the support. Make sure to give us a uh, share, a like, a comment, a post. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Big Lee's World or my personal page at Big Lee 756. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, make sure to shoot us an email at Big Lee's World at gmail.com. And uh, once again, thanks for the support. Thanks for the great time out. Uh, it was great talking to everybody. Great seeing everybody again. Uh, I think it's something that we definitely need it. I think some sort of like normality in this crazy world felt good. So, you know, thanks for everyone that was a part of it. You know, hopefully the hate that you got for it doesn't bring you down too much. You know, just let it roll off your back and keep doing the good fight and keep, you know, keep doing you and keep doing well. So thanks again for listening. Appreciate the support. Much love. And as always, two scoops of whoop, whoop, whoop.